Hello everybody, we are in uh, wonderful right after Passover and we are uh, in the parashot uh, Tazria Metzora. Tazria is talking about Tisha Ki Tazria Ve'alda Ben Zachar when a woman conceived she gave birth to a boy because the question, the famous question, why is there a boy? There's many answer uh, they say if a woman conceived first it's a boy that's what they say biologically there is no proof to it even some doctors say yes, some doctors say no but we are talking about Kabbalah, Kabbalah point of view, awakening from below, meaning Malchut, Shakitazria, Malchut the brain awakening below. Now you have Hasadim, now you have a receiving force, and now you can be Mashpia at Or Azachar, Or Azachar. After all, the Hasadim come from Bina, which is a female, and the Zachar come from above, which is Chokhmah. I'm sorry, this lecture might be uh, profound or deep. And I wish for myself that I would be able to pass on the message in this lecture uh, because it's more, we're going to use more term of Kabbalah. And um, uh, if you feel this lecture in the middle, like after 20 minutes, it's above your head, just turn it off and go to my lecture from a previous year would be better, actually. If it's something that you feel it's useful for you, please continue or listen to it at least two to three times uh, from what I'm about to share. So, going back, uh, then we read Metzora. Metzora means leprosy, the whole idea of leprosy. We know the disease. We explained it last year. The whole idea of the disease can happen in the house, can happen in the human body. Uh, but we're not going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about the essence of Lashonara. What is Lashonara? What is the whole system of leprosy uh, that it's talking about? And I'm going to start actually from the Zohar uh, in Parashat Tazriya uh, with the interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag, which I'm calling him the Messiah. Those of you who don't know why I'm calling him the Messiah, uh, because when you read the Zohar by itself, it's a nice story or it's a complication that you kind of been accepting the words and you go home to sleep. What Rabbi Ashlag did to the Zohar, he gave it... Uh, interpretation based on Rabbi Isaac Louis, Rabbi Chaim Vital, Rabbi Luchunia Ben Akana, that help us truly to understand what Rabbi Shimon uh, and his student hide within the Zohar. So we don't think the Zohar is just a book of Musar, a book of morality. So it's quite, quite important and, uh, and quite powerful uh, to understand it. So the basic of the parasha again is Shakit Azriya, when a woman conceives she gives birth to a boy, there's many meaning to that. Giving birth to a boy, meaning that you need to give birth to something to continue. The boy contains the sperm. The boy contains the egg. So you need the sperm to continue. That's why you, when a person is Yalda Zachar, meaning that you are injecting all the time the Zachar. Zachar is Lisko. Lisko means to memorize or to remember. Uh, so the whole idea of this two-week parasha, if you want just uh, standing on one leg kind of a thing, is to understand that in every aspect of what we're doing, we need to include sharing. We need to include gemilut chasadim. We need to include charity. We need to include mitzvot. We need to include study of Torah. Without having all of those systems uh, together, we will not be able to capture the light that Hashem wants to give us. Before I'm going into this difficult uh, section, in Zohar Tazriya, Pasuk uh, Tzadegimel, and it is not an easy section. 
Uh, I would like to give some introduction that will make everybody understand uh, creation. So try to imagine uh, that the creator want to give us everything. For that reason, the creator created a desire. He created a desire that can contain everything that you want to give. That desire was made from what? Was made from the same DNA that called the creator, blessed be he. So now we have the creator and we have his desire. We have the two system as one. We call it in Hebrew, Hu Veshmo Echad. He and his name are one. That's a unification that exists in the beginning of creation. That desire now cannot come to a full expression because of something called Tzimtzum Aleph, because something that's called Contraction A. Contraction A, meaning that I'm saying no to desire. I don't want to receive nothing. But we cannot let it continue because we have to let the light and the blessing of God to flow from above down because that's what the Creator want to do. So what we have to do, we have to take that desire that we have in this olam, in this world, and refine it and work on it and do tshuva. So that desire will be included with the upper desire, two types of desire. One desire is more sweet, more with mercy. And one desire is oneself alone. So when we take every desire of oneself alone, meaning just for myself, and we make it more sweet, how do we make it more sweet? Through three behaviors, study of Torah, doing it at the mitzvot, and chasadim, meaning gemilut chasadim, tzedakah, giving of charity, gemilut chasadim, forgiving people, being kind. That's called all this helping somebody in the hospital, helping student in Israel to study more Torah and Kabbalah. This is all called gemilut chasadim. Gemilut chasadim, it's so powerful. People skip it sometimes. And it's not enough just mitzvot and Torah because that makes you dry. You need, you need chasadim. So those are the three aspects that help you that your desire in this world will not have shalom activated some negative thing. Because every time that you want something, you are actually drawing with that a curse. What is the curse? Well, we sign a deal that every time that we will desire something, we are awakening the original tzimtzum, the original contraction that create a curtain and we cannot receive anymore. So every time person act selfishly is awakening the, the lock or the curtain not to give us any more light and he consider death. Die, like he died. So, so meaning, for that reason, we say, That's what we say. People who are wicked consider death because they no longer can receive the light that they meant to receive. So this is the introduction I'm giving you before we're going into that very deep section. Be patient with it. The first three paragraphs, Rav Ashlag is only taking it from the Zohar. So he's just translated the Zohar. And then after the three paragraph, in jumping into the Kabbalistic meaning, according to the Sulam, according to Ravashlag. Please be patient, it's worth it. And please be patient, okay? Lamadnu, I'm reading from Tzad Gimel. When the snake is revealing himself, the snake can be related to many things. The snake can relate to our selfish desire too. It's also called snake. So it's not just a snake, a physical snake. Do not try to imagine physical snake being revealed. So you say, when the snake, uh, Kadmoni, the original snake is revealed, that the, the supporter 
that we call Netzach the Od. Why do we call it supporter? Because if you divided the body by Sfirot, the right leg is Netzach and the left leg is Od. So that's called the supporter of the body. Obinyanim and the building, Shema Mochin, and Evarim in a Malchut. So the way that Malchut generate or getting the light from above to below, it's through Netzach Ve'od. Where does Netzach Ve'od come from? Netzach Ve'od is coming from the idea of Zer Alpin. Because there there is Chasadim. You're allowed to get light if you are including sharing with it. But you're not allowed to get light if there's no sharing attached. So if you are just for yourself, then the Netzach Ve'od has to be gone. And then the snake come and injecting more negativity, and then the temple become impure. As I said, be patient, those sections will not be cleared until the third one. Where is the temple, or where, what is the temple? Like we study, like it's saying this week, Parasha, I will give you leprosy in your home, wherever you live. So, we need to understand what is being in your home. Here it's talking about when Blaise are going to Israel, and they have leprosy in the house. They have to destroy the house. The Kohen Agador have to come. But there is meaning to it. There's a code. Our job is to break the code. Remember Elisha, uh, the Zohar bring, and the snake was naked, and he came to the woman. Again, when I say snake was naked, I think lion is naked too. Zebra is naked too. Giraffe is naked too. So it doesn't mean naked is naked. As Ravash like saying, uh, not Istaklut Pinit, in Panim Yerotu Basbirot, first book we wrote, he talked about naked, meaning naked from all the Hasadim. Meaning he didn't have a clothing where to put the light. When a person is acting just me and me and myself, and there is no Torah, no mitzvot, and no gmilut Hasadim, then there is no clothing to all the light that Hashem want to bring him. So when it say, Nachash, please follow me. It's a lot of subject in those three paragraphs. And the snake was was talking to the woman. What does that mean, that woman? The woman, meaning Malchut, where the temple is attached to her. And he make the temple not pure. Because of the sin. But the snake is revealed. Every time somebody commits a crime, you steal. You're activating the snake now. So it's a problem. What is those sin that we're talking about? He's speaking bad about people. You want to know when the snake is coming to visit you? When you speak bad about human beings. Whatever the snake is revealing now, above or below. It said that Hashem sent uh, to the people of Israel or to the nation of Israel the snake and the Srafim. It doesn't say snake one. It says many of them. It doesn't say Asrafim. It doesn't say the one who burn or Asrafim. No, it says Srafim. What is Srafim? So he's talking about the original snake. Of course, you can ask why is he saying if it's an original snake, uh, why is he saying one snake? So we are talking, that's what we are about to explain. What is he relating to more uh, 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 than one snake? And if you think it's a physical snake, you also make a mistake because Srafim is also the name for the angels. Those of you, Malachim, Srafim, above. So we don't talk about something physical. 
And why is that related to Ni'uf? Why is that sin related to Ni'uf? Ni'uf meaning uh, cheating. When a woman cheats on her husband, and I have nothing against women, that's what I written here. Shaz ba'anachash batil zo'ama b'shorosh nishmato l'chato asher ma'malachot shetelefchan l'ni'uf is when, a, when the snake is coming and injecting negativity into the soul of the sinner, meaning the person is already a sinner, now the snake comes and inject it more, and that's considered like ni'uf, like cheating. And as, as it written, that this is the way uh, uh, of a woman uh, who cheat, okay? Woman who cheat, what, what she say? Achla umachata pia. She eat and uh, uh, she wipe um, her mouth from uh, um, what she's doing. It's in Mishle. Those of you who like the book Mishle from King Solomon, Mishle Lamed. From Mishle Lamed, Achlau Machatapia, Ishamena Efet. This is when a woman is a cheater. She just, eh, and she said, I didn't do anything. No, it's look very confusing as I promise you that what will happen in the first three paragraphs. Now we go in Tzadik A. Soon it will open up everything and you leave that paragraph whatever you can live with. Because this is Mamash Kabbalah. This is Kabbalah and hopefully it will be okay for everybody. Amar Rabbi Chia, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Chia say in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak. Beratzon HaKol Adan, Beratzon HaLion, Ena Nachash Timtza Lemata. With the God wisdom desire the snake is not appear below only because it's above and it's only above because it's below what is been below when there is sin below then the snake is up there we know everything is connecting to one another till now that was the three opening paragraph of the Zohar itself now Rav Ashlag is going to take us to a journey a long journey to explain to us what is going on here why does Zohar compare Lashonara into cheating on the husband? Why is the Zohar uh, tell us that there is uh, two snakes? Why is the Zohar uh, telling us that there is two types of sin? We need to understand that. We know there is two aspects to the Malchut, two POV. I explained in the introduction today. There is one nekuda of the malchut, one aspect of the malchut, one aspect of our desire that we call, call, call it tzimtzum alef. Shalom nimtakam abinashi midat rachamim. There is one aspect of our desire that cannot receive any light because there is original DNA of all of our desire is not to receive anything. That's called tzimtzum alef. First tzimtzum, first contraction. Nekuda bet. The second aspect of the of the, of the malchut, is when it's sweet itself in the rachamim, which is bina, in the mercy, in the compassion, which is bina. All the light that we receive in this olam, where we are, we are in malchut, has to come through nekuda abet. nekuda abet with rachamim, meaning sweet, sweet the desire. How do you sweet the desire? You say, listen, I don't want to drink the tea. But I know if I drink the tea, I have to do a blessing. Doing a blessing is a mitzvah. Mitzvah is all the chasadim. Now I can receive the tea, which is all the chokmah, with a blessing. So that's okay. Like, 
sexuality. That's tzimtumalef. You cannot just uh, do whatever you want. But you do it for having kids. Now you do it for the mitzvah. Purvu. So that's all the chazanim. Then it's okay. For that reason, the aspect of the desire within Malchudit's Ganuz is hidden. It cannot come to expression or exist. But the Nekuda Abed, when you're coming from the aspect of sharing, this absolutely needs to be revealed and it's healthy to be revealed because the Creator wants to share with us light. We want to share with us light, but the condition, the way it is, need to be shared the light with us. Cannot happen because it's too malef. For that reason, what do we call malchut? The code of malchut. It's adat tov vera. We call the malchut. It's adat tov vera. Three of knowledge, good and bad. Good and bad. Good if you use it with bina. Ra if you don't use it bina. Kim adam zocher tov shelikuda achar nuzavar shelikuda bet sholetet. Pas malchut kol tu. If a person is capable only to receive for the sake of sharing, sake of sharing doesn't mean that I'm taking a bag and I give it to my friend. Sake of sharing meaning. I want to receive it only if there is a sharing aspect with my receiving. You want to buy expensive suit. Why? Well, you can give lecture in front of 3,000 people. Oh, that's a good thing. That's when you're doing 3,000 mitzvot by one lecture. Go and buy it. It's not considered Tzim Every time a person is activating the desire to receive oneself alone just for themselves, automatically all the light that is there are gone. They will never stay. That's the verse that Hashem said to Cain, if you remember, when Cain was complaining how come Evel uh, sacrifice was accepted and he didn't. Hashem answered him, meaning in every entrance of every beginning, there is a dark side called Chatat, whose Rovetz is sitting there waiting for you. What is a sin? A sin is when you are drawing light from above to below, activating the first symptom, which is forbidden. Like did. That was the sin of Cain. Then the snake that we call him Chatat, that negativity that in the door, that is in the door, with door of what? Door of Malchut, door of the desire. That snake is activating the original desire that was forbidden for us to activate through that any activation of I want. Remember, you can only want when you include Torah, Mitzvot, and if you do it in any other way, Torah means Torah, you know, study. Mitzvot means Mitzvot. And Masim Tovim, Gimelut Chasadim is good doing. Charity is the number one thing in Gimelut Chasadim. Charity of money, charity of time, charity of good word, charity. Charity is the most important thing of activating the Gbilut Chasadim. If you do charity, you got to do it first every day. And of course, if there is project of spreading Torah, Kabbalah, especially in our generation, of course you're lucky. If you're lucky, why say you're lucky? Because you have to be chosen to be the one who gives charity to things like Kabbalah. Only the one who has been chosen from above to do that, as it written in Tikkun Azor, chosen to do that. Why? Because they did something great in another lifetime. So Hashem chose them to spread this, this knowledge. Because through that, Hashem can give them any light they want. It's very powerful. <clears throat> what happened every time that you are thinking about yourself and you desire things for yourself? automatically 
all the light that related to your soul are gone. So doing the sin, when a person commits a crime, when a person commits a sin, at that moment, all the light, the shalom from his soul is gone. Can die. But the snake is not finished with him. The snake said, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is two styles to human being. One style when they're selfish and they want just for themselves. And one style when they do Torah, Mitzvot, Ma'asim Tovim. So what about, this is also a desire. It's a pure desire. It's a beautiful desire. I want that deal too, say the snake. <laughs> I want to take from them that. So now he's removing the light from Bina the Malchut. Because when the Malchut and Bina are working together, so, meaning that they are working foot. one represents the desire for oneself and one represents the desire for the sake of sharing. The snake now climbing up to Bina. So both get damaged. Why is Bina getting damaged too? Because Bina representing the desire which is more refined, but it's connected to Malchut. In the beginning, it's only the Malchut getting damaged, but then the Bina, because it's attached to it. For that reason, there is two stakes. So we have two snakes. One snake that damaging us because we activate selfishly for ourselves alone. This is tree of knowledge, bad. The second aspect, because Malchut because Malchut is working together with Bina, those of you know the aspect called Stimtzum Bet. And that aspect, now the snake wanna attack that that as well. So now we have two Nachashim. One attack Malchut, one attack Bina. Baya, Baya Gdola, big problem. Vezamru, and I hope you will enjoy that section again. If you listen to me first time, please listen to three to four. And this is something you can listen all week, two weeks, three weeks, again and again. It's good study for everything, by the way. Listen, to, if you listen to it from now to Rosh Hashanah, you're good. That's all what you need to listen to, again and again and again. Vezamru, Dainu Shachote, Gorem Negilu Anachash, Vesot Gadula, Petach Tachavodesh, Anachash Kunen, Lidechato, Totsimuanef. Agnuza, what does that mean, say Ravashtak, when you commit a crime, when you have a sin? When you commit a crime, you are actually revealed the desire that was hide after Tzimtzum Aleph. You revealed that desire that's supposed to be hidden for life, till Mashiach will come. Supposed to be hidden. Even You're not supposed to reveal that. What does that mean? That that's supposed to be not revealed and we revealed it. Automatically, the Nahi, the Bina, meaning Netzach, or the Yesod, the Bina, meaning the lower level of Bina, which is representing the desire. This is how Malchut getting the light. Because there's got to be some affinity between Bina and Malchut. Malchut is all me. Bina is all sharing. How do you find connection between them. The lower level of Bina representing a similar aspect of Malchut, which is desire as well. But there the desire and Bina is more for the sake of sharing, is more kindness. Meaning, yes, I want 
for, to enjoy because I know to that I can give joy. So those vessels are no longer can be exist. And all the light that come with those vessels called building, they also disappear. Because now Bina and Malchut are not talking to each other. In the beginning, they were talking to each other. Why? Because Malchut said, I still need to stay alive. I still need to receive. So Bina said, there is a way to receive, but everything you do has to be for the sake of sharing. Malchut say, deal. But when a person sin, what is a sin? It's for oneself alone. There's no sharing in it. It's me, 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 and myself. Very simple. So now, when you steal, when you kill, Shalom, when you insult someone, it's you. When you get angry, for you. So it's only Malchut. Now what happened? Now, now there is no unity between Bina and Malchut anymore. They separate. Because everything you do, you do for yourself. So you are alone in Malchut, and there is danger to you. Because all the light of your soul has been gone through the snake. You're activating a certain degree of negativity that not include within Bina because Bina is totally mercy. And all the light has been gone because the snake is there. Again, the snake will be a snake, but it's not a physical snake. It is an aspect of snake. And the snake representing something in Kabbalah called Pekhina Dalet, or the desire to receive, the strongest desire to receive your all agenda of me, me, and myself. So the, snake, the second snake comes. Now the second snake starts to damage the Malchut within Bina. Because when Malchut Bina work together, then both of them change. Malchut become more merciful because of Bina and become more, become more desired because of Malchut. So the aspect of desire that exists within Bina get damaged. And what is that aspect? We call it Mikdash. So now you know what Beta Mikdash means. Now you know what the Temple in Jerusalem means. It's now been damaged. That's why he called the second snake the attacking snake. Because the snake is going up to places it shouldn't be there in Bina. Usually the snake, the selfishness is only below. What is the snake doing there? Bina is only mercy. But he has power, he's allowed to go there. Because the only Bina and Malchut, they work together to sweet the Malchut. Remember what he said in the beginning, when the snake talked to the woman, to the real woman. Who is the real woman? Malchut. Which we call it Isha. And because the Malchut is attached to Malchut and Malasot, because the Malchut of Bina, the Malchut of Bina, then uh, we have a problem. Why not Mikdash Hashem Then he make the temple impure. Nachash injected dirt within Bina of Malchut, and Hashem, we call it the Holy Temple. Now both of them are damaged. What do we do? What do we do? Now the stake allowed to put injected negativity both ways. Now we have two stake that we call it the attacking stake. Whoever speaks Lashonara, 
you know Lashonara, bad tongue, bad, bad, speaking bad about people. Daniel Shabbatil Pgamim al-Khavero, what is Lashonara according to Rabbi Ashlag? When a person talk about blemish, blemishes that his friend has, Masha Enambo, it's amazing that Rabbi Ashlag described Lashonara in a very, very interesting way from the Chafetz Chaim, because he doesn't say Lashonara is telling the truth about your friend, he's telling bad things about your friend that he doesn't have. That's a sound more like Kosa it's very interesting. But I guess Ravasa was such a high level of Atzilut that in Atzilut there is really no damage in people, no blemishes in people. So if you find something wrong with them, it's Masha Enambo. That's my opinion of Ravash. Like, after the person commit a crime, first he commit a crime, then Lashonara. Then he can, through the Lashonara, only through the Lashonara, he can damage the Bina already. The second snake can never damage Bina if not the first snake damaging the Malchut, meaning first you have to see, then Lashonara come. That's why the snake is damaging both areas, above Bina and below Malchut. So Malchut is damaged by the Nachasha Aleph, first snake, which is through your sin, and Bina is damaged by your Lashonara. Now you know why Lashonara is a little bit of a big deal. So he brings a proof, I'm just going to skip that part because it's just a proof that there is real snakes. Not one snake, not singular snake, many of them. Snakes, like two of them. And he brings the proof, I'm skipping that part. Altitation Achashim Srafim already said it's not Gashmi. Talk about real snake. I'm just skipping that part because this is just to prove. I'm convinced that what Ravash like say it's true, so I'm skipping that. So once, once a person commits a crime, the automatic system, there is a system there, uh, like a valve. Valve, right? right? That's the white word. Valve, like levies, like levies, levies, like levies, like the walls. They don't let nothing come down. And the moment a person commits a crime, automatically the wall is closed, the locks is down, no more light from above to below. Done. There is no more light. You cannot open it. It's locked. You cannot do tshuva on that. You cannot do tshuva. How do you do tshuva in Tzimtzum Aleph? You can. Until Bashir come, you can. The only tshuva that you can do is when the, the, the body decomposes in the, in the ground. That's a tshuva of Tzimtzum Aleph. Because the body is not belong to, to the Avodat Hashem. And Malaso, the body comes to disturb you. It belongs more to Tzimtzum Aleph. So where do you, why do you need to do tshuva then? Aha! For tzimtzum bet. Only for what been damaged in bina. Still not clear. So the next part will make it more clear now. What does that mean when a woman cheat? And why Mishle bring it? Why the Zohar bring it there? What is the connection? When a person commits a crime, any type of crime, is awakening a light that's not supposed to be awakening. His desire light that's supposed to be restricted. 
על ידי הנחש ואחיזתו בה. Why the person commit a crime? Because it's connected to the stake. המסלק את האורות בקדושה. Because the stake push away the holy light. נבחן שהנחש הוא אישה מנייפת ממש. So the snake is the cheating wife. It's not talk about cheating wife, it's the snake. ודאי אכלה מחתה פיה ואמרה, פירוש כי קשה כאן. So it's like a woman after she cheat, שזה אכלה מחתה פיה, meaning she eat and she wipe her mouth like nothing happened. But it say that the snake is doing it. What does that mean? We need to understand that פירוש כי קשה כאן. רבש like saying I have difficult time with this explanation. כיוון שנחש אלף גילה נקודה צמצום שנה משותפת בימה If the first snake after you commit a crime is shutting off all the light to Bina שבחמת זה נאבד במידה שיתובת בצד החמישי בינה and there is no more connection to Bina אם כן מאחר שנפרידה השותפות בבינה and there is no more unity between מלכות and Bina there is no more unity between your selfish desire in this lower level to the upper fixing of the desire in the upper level called Bina כבר אין בבינה צורת מלכות So Bina doesn't have desire in it, it's disconnected. How can you tell me that the Nachash, the snake, can go all the way to the Bina and damage it? It's impossible that it will happen. There is no Tzurat Malchut in Bina anymore because it's gone. It cannot happen. They say, for that reason, the Zohar said, It's like a woman who's cheated. Still not clear. Shu anachash ha'alef. So what he's saying, Omun ha'chid is like the, the, the first snake, which is dealing with every selfish desire that you have in this world. Achla umachata piya, when she wipe her mouth, achla shabagam imbalchut, estagul ordam, achamat kilkula shituv demedad arachamim. Meaning, what it means she wipe her mouth? Lama dafka ha'peh shela? Peha, peh ze malchut. Meaning she cannot get any more light from above. הוא בוכה ומקנח פיפו שלא עשה דבר. So he, he wiped his mouth and, and uh, clean it and he said I didn't do anything. כדי שתשאר צורת שיתוף ובלחות בבינה. Why is the snake say that I didn't do anything? Because his dream <coughs> is to go up to בינה. So if he say I did something, automatically no more light. But he want to go to בינה. So what do you have to say? I didn't do anything. ויוכל נחש הבט להתאחז בבינה מכוח שיש לו צורת מלכות. So the second snake then can go to Bina. If the snake say, I did behave selfishly, I did think about myself, we're shutting down the system. Need to make sure it's clear. And I know it's difficult for people. You ex- expect it more to be a lecture more easy. From time to time, we have to make a little bit more Kabbalistic lecture. אמנם באמת עניין עלייה זו של הנחש להתייחס במוקה של הנחש. You need to know, say, Rav Ashlag, one of the biggest secrets in the Zohar is actually in this section. The truly Mokesh, Mokesh means minefield. That's that the snake want to go to Bina, the second snake. It's a minefield for the snake. כמו שנאמר לאל בוויירה. כי אתה שנכנס בבינה מנחש בעצמו ביטל הפגם דבל חוץ לצמצום א', גם של החטא מבחינת דבל חוץ לצמצום ב', זה אפשרות לבטל הפגם, לדעת תשובה. If the snake only stay in צמצום א', if it only stay in the selfishness that you did, in מלכות, now no more light coming to you, and the person died. It is gone. And Nachash, the second Nachash, can never go to Bina. Beautiful, right? Perfection. It will be a perfect universe. Only righteous people can survive it. Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David. That's it. Rabbi Shimon, Bar Yochai. That's it. People like us, no chance. Every little sin in the Machshava, 
דיבור ומעשה, meaning in the thought or talking or action, gone. כי על ידי תשובה יורדת הערה מאף סג דאדם קדמון. What is תשובה basically, in the deepest level? תשובה, I cannot teach it in the deepest level, I can say, not that I'm smarter than you, I'm just, it's called הערה מאף סג דאדם קדמון, meaning there is a certain level in the highest world, that every time you do תשובה, you are drawing light from a place which is the highest you can imagine, המורידה את המלכות בבינה, והבינה ניתרת מזומת הנחש. And by doing תשובה, the בינה will be purified from the desire that was injected into her for us to change, so we can desire things for the sake of sharing. But even that can be purified when a person do תשובה. משאין כן, לא היה נחס בבינה, אז היה נשאר מפגם של נחש א', דנו גילוי של נקודת המלכות זה צמצום א'. If we couldn't do תשובה, and if the second snake can never go to בינה, then it will be only the first צמצום. It will be just the original symptom, the original contraction, which means I can never receive any more light, and we will be stuck forever. Because remember, on the first desire, you cannot do tshuva. Remember what I said in the beginning. We're not allowed to receive nothing for ourselves. That's the original contract that we signed when the soul left heaven. I don't want to receive nothing for myself. I only want to receive if I do it for Torah, mitzvot, or gmilut hasadim. I want a lot of money, so I can give tzedakah. Beautiful. That's okay. That's with Bina. But if you activate it, me, 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 and myself, you're in Malchut. You might be alive, but you're dead. From the eyes of the angel, you're dead. You're not alive. So basically, said to us, Rabashtag, we're tricking the snake, the second snake. We're tricking the second snake. By every time you commit a crime, the snake is attacking Malchut and close the light from Tzimtzumanev. That's clear. That makes sense. But now, what is Bina has to do with anything? We separate Bina and Malchut. Why we let the second snake go to Bina? In a way, we want him to go. You know why we want him to go? Because on Tzimtzumanev, on the second construction, we're allowed to do Tshuva. Because the idea of Malchut in Bina is more a sin, but the sin that you do there is more Shigaga than Mezid. Why? Because whatever you do in the level of Bina, you do it for the sake of sharing, but you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. And when you didn't do it right, here he mentioned it like Lashonara, it's a problem. It's a, it's, it's a big problem. Because now the snake goes to Bina. But it's giving you a chance to do tshuva of all of it. So in a way, that's why I say it's a difficult section. There is a contradiction in a way of you think it, it damaging you, it's actually helping you. So from above, they wanted to be this way. Because the snake allowed to go to Bina, now it's allowing you to do tshuva, allowing you to change. For that reason, the snake has to be below. So the first snake revealing the all forbidden light that you're supposed to receive, and that's why it's been blocked from you. And don't worry that you cannot do tshuva on your shameful desire that you have. You're suffering from anger, from jealousy, from lust, from whatever it is. You're born with it. It's from Tzim You cannot do tshuva on 
your personality. That's your personality. But you can do it for the right reason when you're going to be now. The damage will be there forever. So now the snake wanna go up to Bina. Don't worry about it. Because we're using the snake to opening the gate again for what we did to ourselves from the first Avera, from the first sin. Because the snake said, listen, I didn't do anything. Like the woman said, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. But through that, through that, will Don't worry if you say, what if the snake doesn't go to Bina? Don't worry about it. And the snake will always go up to Bina. If you find a way to capture Bina, he will go up there. The snake always wants to reveal and use us to draw light from above to below what we call left column or the Chokmah, which is forbidden for us to do. That's called a sin. Okay? Then the second snake cannot go up to Bina and create the second damage through Lashonara. And without the second snake that go up to Bina, and we know Bina is Chuba, we could never fix ourselves. Never fix ourselves. We'll be damaged forever. And death. Death immediately. People will die every second they commit a crime. But nobody can exist. That's why we have two Tzimtzumim. That's why we have Bina and Malchut. We need that. Because this world is not just for Tzadikim. This world is for everybody. And if you are not Avraham, and you're not Yitzchak, you are like me, you're not Yaakov, you're not Moshe, you're not Aaron, you're not Yosef, you're not David. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You commit a crime in Tim Tumalif in the Malachot. You act selfishly. Yes, you did. You spoke not nice to somebody. What do you do? Well, that's why there is in Bilal level where you do in Tshuva. Then the snake is attacking you after Lashonai. It's there too. But if you do Tshuva, you fix, you fix both. By doing that, that's how important it is. You cannot fix him to Malaf again because that's as until Something so important, and I'm sorry it took me about 40 minutes to explain it. I'm not sorry. I'm, again, this section is uh, one of those things that either I will hear complain. <laughs> that nobody understood me, or either you're going to be very happy that something huge was revealed to you. So again, hear it from different aspects, read it if you can. Uh, maybe our team will work maybe on translating it into English, This just this section, and you, then you can read it for yourself. But again, it's not the easy section, even if you read it in English or in, or in Hebrew from Rav Ashlan. Now I'm going to the Arizal. The Arizal also talking about Leprosy. I'm reading from Sefer Alikutim. And Sefer Alikutim is asking, why the leprosy has so many names? And how is that connect to the tshuva? What is the tshuva that you need to do? After Lashonara, after speaking bad about people, or after damaging different things that you need. What do you, how do you work on yourself? Why, why, why the leprosy has so many names? Tell us the Arizal in Amut Resh Zain Sefer Alikutim. I'm talking about the section in the bottom 
ולפי שהגאווה מתחלקת לגימל מינים. The ego has three type of ego. יש מי שגאוותו בליבו לפני הכל נראה כענף. There is people with a lot of ego, but when you look at them, they look humble. אבל זה נאמר אדם כי יהיה באור בשרו סט. That's to say that one type of leprosy called set. כלומר שהגאווה תקועה באור בשרו ואינה נקראת לכל. Meaning it's in his flash and nobody can see that's leprosy. That's been an ego that is internally nobody see it. We call it set. Set is בינו לבין עצמו, between him and himself. Second type of ego שמתגאה על הדומים לו. Somebody who has ego above people who are equal to him. Equal in money or in wisdom and so on. זה קוראים לזה ספחת. We call this type of leprosy ספחת. From the only לספח. לספח is like I'm taking apart and אני מספח. This cup is not mine. אני מספח אותה אליי. I'm taking it to be mine. That's called a ספח. So it's people in the same level as you are. It's the same level of who you are. Attach. ספח is to attach. So חיבור. Attach. So that's the second level of, of ego or leprosy. Min shlishi, third type of ego, third type of leprosy, yoter tchola, it's worse than the other two, and we call it baheret. Baheret is uh, when it's lighter. Vua mitgaya filon mishu gadol mimeno. It's people who have ego, above people who are bigger than them in wisdom, or bigger than them in numbers, or bigger than them with money. It's interesting, you say money. Because when a person born rich, that's been in this lifetime, Hashem wanted to be rich. So they are chosen by God to be rich. Respect the rich people. Don't judge them. That if they're so materialistic, they're not spiritual. God gave them the money, it's saying, Tikkuni Azor, specifically to those people. Some people use it for mitzvot, that's already their test. Some people use it for Averot. You know, it's a schut. It's a schut. If a person has a good rabbi or a good wife or good children to guide them to use the money for tzedakot, of course, it's zakat, it's gibelut chasadim, but some people have hundreds of millions and they buy weapons. So what is the third part of ego? Person who has audacity against everybody. And we call that in the Torah, baheret aza. Leprosy aza. Leprosy with audacity. ושלוש אלה שנאמר, השבט לשתם לוקים בצרד, אפילו מן האחד שהוא קל מן הכל, שהוא מתגאה בינו לבין עצמו. Even person who just have ego between him and himself, have a leprosy. It's not just physical leprosy, you cannot see it. It's not something that people think is some skin disease. It's an ego. What do we learn from that, that relate to what we say just before? The tshuva of every avera, of every sin, is to start checking yourself with gaba. Now, if people see that you work on the ego, it's an ego too. Ego. I tell you a story happened to me just in Mexico. So I have a Rolex that was given to me, a beautiful watch by a wonderful gentleman as a gift. And whenever I wear it, I'm praying for him. I'm thinking of him. It's very important for me to wear it all the time. So it was two wonderful people speaking Lashon Ara on the rabbi who gives speech. And they're speaking so bad about him because this rabbi wear every day a different Rolex. And they call him the Rolex rabbi. So these two people come to ask me for advice. They heard that I'm a Kabbalist. They never met, they call me Mekubal in their language. So wow, we always want an advice from a Mekubal. So this religious guy come and talk to me. I don't know 
ways. And then the other guy checking me out if I'm the right person. And he sees that that person is happy. So he comes closer to me. And he said to him, uh, what's the story? So I said, oh, this guy's Mekubal. He knows so much. He can read people. And he say, I hope he's not like the Rolex rabbi. So I have a long sleeve shirt. I took the shirt. I said, no, actually, I have a Rolex. So, and then, of course, purposely upsetting him. And then he left. And the guy who's next to me said to me, you know, you can hide it. And then he will respect you as a big Mekubal. Why did you do it? I say, Lashon Ara, when somebody already speaks Lashon Ara, he's already damaging Bina. It's exactly the section I, I, I share with you. And the way that when we pushed him away, he had a chance. If he come back to study with us now, he had a chance to fix the Bina Malchut that he has in his life. But if he doesn't, he does. And he said to me, okay, I don't fully understand what he tell me. He said, can you give me a bracha now? I give you all the names. He said, you don't even know me. You want me to give you a bracha? He said, that. He said, I have Rolex. He said, I don't care. I, I, I feel it. I need a blessing from you. Please bless me. And Not every person can fix the gava. It's difficult work. But when you fix it, you fix it. So me showing the Rolex was that gava. It's a question, right? I mean, I could hide it. And then I will have Gava Plinit. And then he will think I'm a tzaddik. I thought that it's better for me that they will judge me not to be a tzaddik. So it will clean my soul. So I say, here I have a Rolex. You can judge me now too. Yeah, I hope you understand. It's a kind of a, a deep message. Anyway, so the way you do tshuva so you can fix Bidan Malchut is truly by lowering the ego. Now, Last section, I'm reading from Ma'amare Asulam, Amud Resh Nun Zayn, and it's Chelek Bet. Ma'amare Asulam Chelek Bet, a beautiful from Rav Ashlag, different section that collect from Rav Ashlag. And I'm going to make it really short, not a long part. It's talking about Mitzrayim. You know that in Egypt, what happened, Bnei Israel was slave to Egypt. What has been slave to Egypt? Egypt, Chochmat Mitzrayim. What is Chochmat Mitzrayim? Meaning is all about me, 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 and myself. How can I take from above to below? Meaning the scene of Malchut. So the Egyptian activating that Malchut level, that desire to receive oneself alone, for oneself alone level, into the master level of me, 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 and myself all day long. And they use the Jewish people as slaves to draw light like that. That's what they did to them. Beside to the Levim, everybody else uh, uh, did it. The Levi say, I don't need that much because they promised them money, they promised them good food, everything, just to be slave in Egypt. So the slavery in Egypt was tough. So at one point, uh, the, the Israelites in Egypt start screaming to God that they want less work, they want more money, they want more food. So they were praying actually to receive more sustenance and to receive more fulfillment into the selfish desire. Similar to who? To us. We go in Rosh Hashanah, we're praying for longer life, we're praying for more money, we're not praying Hashem, make me more kind, Hashem, make me more generous with my charity, Hashem, help me to be nice to my wife, to my kids, to my husband. No, we pray for the thing we don't have. What is mean to pray for the thing I don't have? Meaning I'm activating the Malchut, the desire to receive for once and for all, even the highest level. Said to us, the danger of it is we sound like dogs. For that reason, 
in מסכת עבודה זרה if I'm not mistaken, מסכת סוטה, sorry, מסכת סוטה, it said that פני הדור כפני הכלב. This generation has a face of a dog. What is the face of a dog? Dog. How is the dog bark? Huff, 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 huff. Selfish, give me, give me. Half mean, give me. Give me, give me, give me, give me. That's the dog. Meaning everybody, how can I take? How can I take? How can I take? I'm not talking about the student. First the rabbi are the worst, then the student. Don't worry if you see a student commit selfishly, a selfish act. Don't ever worry about the student. Never. Teachers and rabbi. Those are the one that's supposed to change. Student, yes, if they know a lot of Torah, they need to change too. But student and rabbi is the barker. So even that Bnei Israel, Omnam, Behemet, Kol Atzakaya, Misafa Velachutz, all what they pray for and they scream is for themselves. And look what they say. Even that the Israelites in Egypt didn't even see God, they only think about themselves. Where is my zucchini? Where is my egg? Let's explain why when after they left Egypt, they say, Zacharnu, we remember all the food that we get for free. That's what they tell God. Remember how the Egyptian gave us everything for free? It's like a husband divorced a wife and he married a new wife. And the new wife is much more spiritual, much more elevated. And that's what tell to the second wife. I remember that my first wife, the one I divorced, ah, she used to make that omelet mm, and the bread. Mm, so amazing. Instead of the husband busy connecting to his new wife for the loving and the spirituality of the new wife. What does it say? Because God saw them. And God knew. God accepting the pray. Even they didn't pray to connect to God. What they pray for? They pray, how can that hard work will stop? And Hashem heard the pray. Even none of them pray for getting closer to Hashem. Hashem took that pray as if they pray to close to Hashem. How does that connect to what I said before? To do tshuva is tough. To change is tough. To stop speaking Lashonah is tough. To stop changing bad habit, really tough. When you pray, make sure that you say to yourself, what am I praying for? Am I praying for what I'm missing? When I'm praying, that I want to have a better connection with my creator. I want to connect to the creator much better. I want to understand his Torah because I know in his Torah, inside his Torah, all, whatever I want to know about God is hidden in the Torah. When you pray for that, Hashem grant you. But unfortunately, most of the time we're busy with, we want kalot to our boys. We want chatanim for our girls. We want money. We want peace of mind. We want a good vacation. We want, we want, we want, we want. That wanting has to do with Malchut. It's nothing to do with Bina. And that wanting creates no activity or disactivate the light of blessing to come from above to, from above to below. The miracle of Passover, even if it's late now to tell you this, 
happened that we pray for ourselves and God took the praise if we pray for connection with Hashem. And that was the whole idea of Mitzrayim. That's why we, in Mitzrayim, in Passover, in Lala Seder, it's a gift. It's just generosity of Hashem. It's a gift. Take everything. And after Hashem said, even you didn't pray for that, I'll give you everything. After that, count the honor. 49 days, 7. We know the number 7 is unique. 7 times 7, the complete vessel. Now we're building the whole system. So on Shavuot, we can receive the light that Hashem want to give us. But doing the Omer, think. Think about what type of relationship you want to have with the Creator. Remember, this parasha, Tazriya Metzora, quite powerful. I hope you understand where Lashonara is going to be now, with the negative action has to do with Malchut. And try to study more often, and hopefully it finds you well. I want to wish you a great week. And I would like to hear from you. Write to me some question about this lecture. And please, I want this lecture to pass on to people that you don't think will ever understand it. So please, professors, doctors, uh, regular people, but send it to people that you're not so connected to, that they are far away from you, as far as you can. Iran, China, send it to them. Eh? Together with them, study it. If you study it every day with them, every day, I promise you, the gates of heaven will open to you in a level that was never opened before. Because study this section, opening the gate of heaven for each human being. Thank you. Have a great week.